This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, November 18th, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. The dollar is weak and all claims to the contrary aside, the U.S. is not serious about pursuing a strong dollar policy. Cato Institute senior fellow Jerry O'Driscoll evaluates the president's visit to China and the dressing down of Obama's policies toward the dollar. Uh, the advance work doesn't seem to have been done very well because to have a, a Chinese bureaucrat denounce the, the policies of, of his administration while he's traveling to and in China is, I think, a slap in the face of the president in a most un-Asian, un-Chinese way, which to me indicates the degree of concern um, and impatience with what they see as a justifiably profligate U.S. economic policy. So I think it was a very loud message, and um, it really indicates a weakness on the part of, of this administration and the U.S. on the global scene. Why are we on the cusp of a new dollar crisis? Well, uh, we're on the cusp because I don't think it's a full-blown crisis, but it's looming. And it's really part of a series of rolling crises that began in the 60s with the Lyndon Johnson guns and butter policy of uh, spending uh, without being able to finance it properly and continued under the Nixon administration. And then all through the 1970s until it finally came to a head under the Carter administration. And Carter was forced to appoint Paul Volcker, a sound money conservative Democrat, to head the Fed. And Volcker tightened in the face of international pressure, tightened monetary policy, and um, which led to a major recession. The election of Reagan as president, and Reagan supported Volcker, kept him on, reappointed him. And out of the Reagan fiscal policy and the Volcker monetary policy, we got, we got a great year of prosperity and uh, the restoration of the dollar on the global stage as the preeminent currency. Um, the first Bush was kind of a hiccup, not a major interruption. And then Clinton continued the Reagan policies. And when Clinton left office, we were running budget surplus. We had what was called a strong dollar. We had a strong economy. And that all began to slide under the second Bush. And now it's like um, everything that the second Bush did wrong, Obama feels that he has to do more wrong. He has to add three more zeros to whatever was being done. The parallels here of criticizing policy uh, in the, between the 60s and 70s and today, uh, you make note of Charles de Gaulle complaining about the policies undertaken by Johnson and Nixon. Yes. Uh, de Gaulle complained bitterly. De Gaulle had his chief economic advisor, Jacques Rueff, was a uh, gold, uh, free market gold man who advised the uh, goal that the loose U.S. monetary policy was going to be to the ruination of the world. And so de Gaulle became critical, and he began demanding gold for dollars under the old Bretton Woods system, uh, draining the reserves of the U.S. in the hopes that he would force either a tighter policy or at least he wouldn't be held, uh, you know, end up holding dollars. And uh, this continued from Johnson into Nixon. Um, Nixon decided in 1971, August of 71, to impose price and wage controls and close the gold window, that is, no longer permit countries to get gold for dollars. And that really set the stage for the system we have now. And, uh, and again, it <clears throat> continued down um, 
through the Ford administration into the Carter administration, and it finally the crisis erupted in the Carter administration, domestic inflation, falling U.S. dollar. Volcker, after he was appointed in August, sort of went off to meet with finance ministers and heads of central bank around the world to try to soothe them, and instead he was lectured on the need to have sounder U.S. economic policies, and he came back in October of of uh, 79 announced an implementation of what was then revolutionary monetarist monetary policies, the kind of monetary policy that Milton Friedman had advocated. And uh, that was a shock treatment. But again, it was the outcome of the world looking at the U.S., not caring about the effects of its policies on the rest of the world, and finally um, lecturing them. And uh, that's what we've really seen now again today, recently over the weekend um, in, uh, in Asia. And instead of the Europeans pushing back, it's the Asians pushing back. What has been Tim Geithner's experience in, in his visits to Asia? Well, he, he sort of ran ahead of the president and uh, met a firestorm in, in uh, Singapore um, and tried to uh, soothe their concerns with words that they didn't take as credible. Um, you know, he said he wanted a strong dollar. I mean, that's just laughable. There's no, no, nothing, no policy he presented that would lead to a strong dollar. In fact, the policies he discussed are going to lead to a weak dollar. And the rest of the world's currencies, especially in Asia, many of the rest of the world's currencies, especially in Asia, are tied formally or informally to the dollar and so has immediate repercussions on those, on those countries, of which China is the most notable. What's the most serious repercussion? Well, when you have currencies pegged, what it leads to is um, <clears throat> uh, inflows of dollars as investment. And it's part of what's called a carry trade, whereas the dollar has very low short-term interest rates. Uh, uh, people who want to speculate borrow U.S. dollars. And then, depending on where they're speculating, if they're speculating commodities, they just use the dollars because dollar, uh, commodities are priced in dollars. If they want to buy, uh, for instance, local real estate or equities, then they use the borrowed dollars, convert them into the currencies at this fixed rate, whether it's in China or Singapore or Australia, and they, they create a bubble like we just had in the United States in our housing market. They're creating real estate bubbles throughout Asia, especially in Hong Kong and Singapore, just unbelievable escalation of uh, of real estate, especially uh, residential real estate, in these countries, and it's all fueled by the easy money policy in the U.S. So the Asian countries have this bubble going on. They know that it's bad, and they can't do anything about it because their currencies are tied to the dollar. Well, they could break the tie, but then it would have other repercussions. Jerry O'Driscoll is a Cato Institute senior fellow and former vice president of the Dallas Federal Reserve. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.